The Queen of Bluegrass and latest Grand Ole Opry member, Rhonda Vincent, joining us on the Music Universe podcast. I love bluegrass, don't you, buddy? Yes, it's so cool to, to sit back and relax with it. Bluegrass, to me, feels like open air, just like you're on the porch. Really. It, it, Even though it epitomizes the country lifestyle, in my opinion. It really does. And there are some people that are bluegrass traditionalists that think, oh, bluegrass has to be a certain way. Then you get people like Rhonda Vincent who imbue it with um, some kind of country music. Then you get other people like Dan Tominski who are doing electrical things with it. And Dan, somebody I want to try. I could actually text him. Uh, I have his number. <laughs> we could get him. There's a whole whole area of bluegrass. There's different niches. And it's it's really, really fun. And Rhonda was so down to earth, wasn't she? Oh, yeah. She was so sweet. She called us from her new home in Missouri and was just super cool and chatted with us. And it was just great to hear from her. Rhonda Vincent, welcome to the Music Universe podcast. How are you on this fine quarantine day, last day of March? You know, uh, we're in the best possible place. We moved to the Lake of the Ozarks in Missouri. Um, I've lived in Missouri, but we moved to the Lake of the Ozarks last September. And it uh-huh. is a beautiful place to be. We've been fishing. My husband fishes every day, no matter how warm or cold it is. Uh, we have a beautiful view of the water. It's very, I mean, there's houses around, but it's still very secluded. So it's a wonderful place for isolation. And we're, we're just eating too much, really. <laughs> we're eating a lot, and the, but enjoying each other's company. You know, it's not something, because I'm on the road so much, this is not something that we get to do very often. So we're just kind of enjoying the time, knowing that it's not going to last all, you know, for always. So we're enjoying the time right. while we can. Well, good. That's and uh, I'm actually... I'm a Missouri boy myself. Uh, I'm from near like uh, Farmington. Yeah, near Farmington. And I used to go to Lake of the Ozarks every summer. So uh, I know how beautiful it is. Yes, you know exactly where I am. Oh, yeah. Little tangential, but uh, if you have a Netflix subscription, have you been watching Ozark? It's on season three. One of my favorite shows. I love (laughs) it. I love it. That's great. That is so funny because since we moved here, well, we had a house here, but since we moved here, everybody says it's like, have you seen this show? And ironically, around the corner is is a church that has the cross and the uh, church outside. It's one of the kids. Mm-hmm. It's not the one from the show, but I think it was. It's based on that. So um, I want to go over there <laughs> and get a picture with that because everybody talks about that show. And I, I think I need to. This is a perfect time to get to watch that and catch up on that, isn't it? It is. It, it is. It, it is. Now I, I want to ask you because it's been years since I've been there. Do they have a casino? No. <laughs> Did they ever add? Okay. Okay. Just wanted to make sure. It really, you know, this is, it. Uh, it's kind of unique because most of the, the lakes that I see in, or in Tennessee are Corps of Engineer lakes. And so you mm-hmm. can't build your house on the water. I mean, we literally are right on the water. We have a dock. We have boats. And, and we basically can walk from our house just a few steps. And we're on the water. So, uh, and I think that's one of the attractions here. That's why people, there's so many people who move here. And, you know, that's the thing uh, with right now, the way with the virus and everything. So kids are home from school. People aren't working. So they're coming to their summer home early. My husband likes to fish. And he doesn't like all the big boats and the, all the traffic because it makes the water so much rougher. 
Mm-hmm. And so he's not very happy because, you know, all these people are coming down here and coming to their home at the Lake of the Ozarks. So. Well, yeah, my parents had a uh, close family friend that used to own a house right on Osage Beach. You literally walked down some stairs. You were at his boat dock. You were in the water. The only thing he said not to do was to dive because people would literally throw their Christmas trees right there at the dock and it would be just under the water so you get you you know get poked if you go under you really do need to know where you i mean any place anytime you dive in something you need to know what you're diving into but right now and see this is owned by the power company by amarin oh wow and so you you the they let the water it's way down right now you know they control the water level so you wouldn't in some places their docks are sitting on dry land right now, so that's oh, something wow. that you would you would really want to watch. Yeah, it's I didn't really I'm learning so much being here because it's like why is it like that? And as well, they've let the water out, or they 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 haven't let the water out yet. So I'm I'm learning a lot about lake life because I've never really lived on the on the water bar at the lake before. So, but I'm enjoying it so so much. Well. Glad you're enjoying it. One thing I know that was postponed for you, uh, while you have to enjoy all of this time at home, is your Opry induction. Congratulations on that uh, that invitation right there at the end of February. And then two weeks later, the world shuts down. Uh, had a date been planned? Has that been moved? Uh, where are we on you actually getting inducted uh, as a member of the Grand Ole Opry? Well, I received the invitation on February 28th. And this this it was scheduled for March 24th. That has been postponed. I got a right. really nice uh, note from the Opry. Dan said, "Do not worry. You know we're going to when this thing, when everything passes and we have uh, we're back at the Opry, we're going to have a big blowout and we're going to really do it upright. So um, we we haven't got anything rescheduled right now. I mean they don't even know when they're going to be opening the you know opening the Opry." Shows are being canceled, postponed. Um, I just saw where they have canceled the CMA Music Fest. Yes. Oh, I don't know when that's going to be. I just, you know what? This is a lifelong dream for me. I am just thrilled that I'm going to be an Opry member. Or he said, I guess I already am, and they gave me the invitation. But it'll be truly official whenever I get to stand on that stage and uh, and they induct me. But in fact, they said they were going to send my membership card, so I've got I'm going to watch for that. Oh, nice. Well, that's going to be uh definitely you you've earned that. You you're known as the queen of bluegrass. You've worked with everyone including Elton John, Bernie Taupin, and Dolly Parton. Um so definitely earned and um congratulations. Oh, thank you. I it's I listen to the operate all of my life. I mean, my parents, but with music is traced back five generations of the Vincent family. So this is a mm. family. It's not just uh, my dream, but you know, it's it's a family dream. And I think I I've been looking doing a bit of research. My brother Darren is is a member of Daily and Vincent. We might be the maybe the first brother and sister to have separate Opry memberships. Is what we're what we're thinking. But I haven't heard that officially. Ooh. That's some, that's something that if somebody wants to do the research, we need to find, figure that out. Well, I wanted to ask, With uh, they always choose somebody that means something to the artist getting the invitation to do the surprise. What does Jeannie Seeley 
mean to you that made it special that she was the one to give you that Opry invitation? She wrote the the la- my la- latest single, Like I Could, mm-hmm. with uh, Aaron Enderlin and Bobby Tomberlin. And from yes. that, we have become such great friends. And, I mean, dining, uh, hanging out in Nashville. When we were actually in a, uh, in, a, in a limo, and when she sang me Like I Could soon after she had written it, but not expecting me to say, I love this and I want to record it. And I was shocked mm-hmm. when she said, uh, she was so surprised. She even texted me. She goes, are you sure? It's kind of like me when she asked, invited me to be a member of the opera. I'm like, are you serious? So <laughs> from that, it, it really nurtured a friendship uh, well beyond an Opry membership or a song or, you know, uh, just they're wonderful people. Jeannie and Jean, her husband, are wonderful people. My husband and Jean, we always say how much they are alike. And uh, and they get along great. So it's just a, a friendship beyond the Opry that that has developed. And so she's a very special person to me, as is Jeannie Pruitt. And, you know, I think a lot of them were allies for me and for the membership. Uh, Jeannie Pruitt has long been a friend and an ally. And then uh, just recently, Jen Howard uh, passed away. And, and some people were telling me, and I guess I wasn't aware of that as much, but she was a great ally in that. And when she found out, I mean, and this is just a, a week or so ago before she passed, she called Dan Rogers and thanked him for making me a member of the Grand Ole Opry. I mean, that is just so very special to stand on the stage, you know, with, with Jeannie Seeley and Jeannie Pruitt, she said, I'm going to be at your induction. So, you know, years ago, there used to be the women just had one dressing room backstage at the Opry. And I mm-hmm. love that. When I first started going to the Opry, I mean, there's nothing like sitting in, you're getting to sit in the dressing room with these people who are your heroes. And you're, and they're loaning you earrings. They're like, oh, I have earrings. I didn't, I didn't grow up with any sisters. So I had never had that experience before. But here I am in the dressing room with Connie Smith and Jeannie Seeley and Jeannie Pruitt and and the the background singers uh, Nora Lee and and uh, Carol Lee and they're like hey I do you want to borrow this and would you would you want so it was a wonderful it's a sisterhood and that's what she calls me her Opry sister and I really get it now. Oh, absolutely, and I know the country music community is such a tight knit uh, group of people, and uh, you know we lost obviously Jan Howard, uh, Joe Diffie suddenly to COVID nineteen, and Kenny Rogers the week before that. Just curious how the um, country music community stands together, and what you think we can do to kind of beat this thing. Right. I mean, stay home, and we just all have to do our part. I know mm-hmm. it's it's if you're in a place where you we can walk about our yard and and. You know, it's a, a nice location to do that. But if you're in a in an apartment or someplace where you can't do that, it's still important. You've got to you've got to stay in, and you got to really think about others. I mean, I just heard that Ray Benson from Asleep at the Wheel. Now he has it. You know, we just have mm-hmm. to. Look, if if they don't look out for themselves, we have to look out for them. You know, um, just be careful. You, it's, it can affect anyone and everyone. So it's important that we do our part. Uh, a friend of mine in North Carolina, he's making the masks, and he just sent me a musical oh, wow. uh, mask that I can wear. So, you know, if we have to go to the grocery store, 
I know they said <laughs> unless you were, you know, you had to be, you needed to be sick to wear a mask, but I just, I'm wearing it anyway. I think it's better to be safe. Oh, yeah. And I think everyone I agree. should do that. You know, I agree. And to Buddy's point, I'm just curious because you talk about the Opry family, the Opry sisterhood, this the slew of diagnoses and, and passings, some from COVID-19, some not, in the country music community right now. How is that affecting the Opry family? What is the conver- What have the conversations been? I mean, have you all been trying to lift each other's spirits in this time? What's going on in that in that Opry family uh, t- during this difficult time? You know, I think it was probably a, just an a incredible awareness, a sadness, um, and more than anything, just a shock. You know, a lot of times you think, oh, that would never be me, or that's not, you know, that couldn't be me. And I think there's, it's a real, it's a realization and people are going, this is serious. You know, if you didn't take it serious before, I think it was, it's something that has brought this, brought an awareness to the Opry family, to, to the country music family that, Mm -hmm. listen, this is serious. And, you know, a lot of times I think as an artist and you have management, you have all of these insulators that are between you and really reality. And there, this, this is not, uh, it doesn't care if you're a country music, if you're a Grand Ole Opry star, if you're a country music star, or who you are, or what you are, this is something that's very real and we all need to really look out for. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And now, speaking of country music, speaking of music, let's talk about your music. You are one of my favorite bluegrass artists, one of my favorite oh, artists thank you. in general. Your, your voice is just amazing. Your talent is amazing. But, you know, there's this debate. I always like to ask when somebody is in a niche of the genre, there's this debate about bluegrass purism versus versus country music purism or bluegrass combined with country. And you've collaborated with a lot of different artists across the scope and across niches within that country music world. Hello? You hear me? Okay. Sorry, I was saying that you've collaborated with so many artists across the country music sphere of those different niches. What do you make when people try to pigeonhole you and your music as one particular thing? Well, I think that's what I love about the music industry is that there are the collaborations. I mean, what are the chances? Well, number one, of ever get, ever getting to meet Dolly Parton or to mm-hmm. meet Elton John or Bernie Taupin, to call Bernie Taupin a personal friend is, is just, that's my number one thing about the music industry and, and the music business is getting to collaborate and becoming friends with these people. Um, for me, for a lot of years, because I, you know, I grew up in this musical family, um, it was country music. This was, this was years ago. So the music that we played was considered country music you know there was a mix of of bluegrass country gospel and that's kind of the way we present our show now it's a little bit of everything and but i think it's whoever you really talk to for a long time people said are you country are you bluegrass and so i would i I didn't really know myself i was very confused for a lot of years and then all of a sudden i had i put together my first bluegrass band and we opened shows for george jones in a country music setting now, this was Salem, Virginia, and we, we opened the show for him. The crowd was, just went wild. I came off stage. I went out. I said, I'll be out uh, signing. We have our merchandise. We took, um, you know, a few boxes of CDs. 
in a, in a period of about 20 minutes before George came on, we sold out of every CD. People, it was it was almost like a movie with money in slow motion and and um, <laughs> cellophane from the uh, CDs flying everywhere. And the people, I will never forget that defining moment. And they said, I'm with the bluegrass band, and they said, we love your country music. And so I learned that it was the perception of the listener. You know, do they think you're country? Do they think you're bluegrass? You know, I know what I am, but when someone listens to it, they might perceive it totally different. I have a lot of husbands who will bring their wives to the show and they'll say, you know what? She doesn't like bluegrass, but she likes you. And so, okay, you know, whatever you really want to call it or, or vice versa. So that happens sometimes. And, you know, we're not your typical, you know, it's not Bill Monroe. It's probably, I like to think that we, we honor the tradition of the music, but you know, it has a more of a, a fresh contemporary sound. So, I think we have something for everybody, and our demographics are a little wider because of it. Absolutely, and one thing that our uh, listeners may not have known about you is that you actually started your professional career at the age of five by playing drums. <laughs> That's right. That's right. I was playing in the family band when I was five. We had a television show, a radio show, made our first recording, and, and so I it, it was not like a choice. It was like on the job training, my dad would pick me up from school every day. Uh, we played till dinner. After dinner, friends came over, and we played till bedtime. So it was it was a wonderful life with my family. Uh, and it, it eventually became my mom and dad and I. We were the Sally Mountain Trio, and then my brothers came along. So um, started this early, early on, and I just grew to love it. I absolutely love that, and I wanted you've collaborated with so many people. I mean, it just the. I think the list of people you haven't collaborated with is shorter than the list of people that you have. And I'm curious: is there a, is there anybody you haven't that you absolutely like? I would love to see you if you haven't already, and I've missed it. I'd love to see you collaborate with Dan Tominsky. Uh, but is there anybody that you want to collaborate with that you haven't gotten a chance to yet? Yes, there is. There is, and it's not in country music so much. James Taylor. Oh. Oh, I've been to so many of his shows. Um, I have never gotten to meet him. And I'm thinking to myself, I've got to find at some point, I would love to do, you know, record a song with him. And I, I finally, I found my connection, somebody that has his phone number. And I said, you know what, I'm, that's another thing to me, you've got to be very careful with it that I've learned. It's like, okay. When you can call up Jeannie Seeley or you can call up Bernie Taupin, you really you that's something that I don't want to ever take advantage of. Right. And but but Bernie Taupin said he has James Taylor's personal phone number. So when the time's right, I'm gonna I'm gonna reach out to Bernie and say, Bernie, I have a song. Would you would you call James Taylor for me? So I'm I'm hoping at some point that that we can do that. But I, because I love James Taylor. In there, sorry to jump on you, but both of you, Buddy and Rhonda, there, but you just highlighted something that's very important to me. It's kind of a life philosophy for me, and I know for Buddy as well. You, you have to be careful, but you don't have to stand on ceremony or stand on eggshells. If you want something and you find the avenue to go for it, you know, you only get one life, and it never hurts to ask because the only, the only thing somebody can say is no. You know, you have to go for it. 
And that yeah. is so, so smart that you, and thank you for sharing uh, with us that thought process there that when the time is right, you're gonna going to uh, ask Bernie about that because that's important. And not a lot of people understand that it's that that kind of persistence is key to success. My dad always said, don't let any, don't ever let somebody tell you, you can't do something. You, you just figure out a way to do it. And, you know, speaking of collaborations and, and the way that the, the, the business interacts. So we were, this is years ago, we were in Las Vegas going to see my daughters mm-hmm. and I to see Carrot Top. Have you seen him? I love him. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I love him. So in his show, he has the song of the Alan Jackson song, where I come from, there's cornbread and chicken. So mm-hmm. he uses that in his show. I'm singing harmony on that. And so oh. I wrote, this is back when he was at the MGM hotel. The sound guy was in the middle of the room. And so I wrote a note. I said, Oh my goodness. Uh, I'm singing in your show. I'm the one singing harmony with Alan Jackson uh, on where I come from. And we would just love to say hello. That opened a door that allowed us to go back and we got to say we've now we've met him, I guess, three times and and just we're such fans of his. But it's only because of Alan Jackson singing on that project that, you know, that I would have probably ever gotten to do that. Oh, yeah, that's great. I know that we've had opportunities uh, only because we've asked. Had we not, we wouldn't have known. But I am curious how the Elton John Bernie Taupin friendship came about with you. Well, um, Bernie Toppin, his favorite music is bluegrass music, and we're his favorite bluegrass band. We were playing out in uh, San Inez, out by near where he lives in California, and I got a call and it said Bernie Toppin is coming to your show and he'd like to take you to dinner. That was my first meeting with him, but from that, we just formed this. It, it is so funny because we were sitting at dinner in Nashville, and someone that I know well walks up and is talking to Bernie and Bernie said, Oh, do you know Rhonda Vincent? And he looks at me and says, Rhonda Vincent, the plays bluegrass. And, <laughs> and I said, yes, yes, it's me. And they looked at me like, he said, how do you know Bernie Toppin? Like it was the most, they didn't even think it was me because they thought it was the most unlikely place for me to be, which really cracked me up. It's like, yes, but Bernie's a big, he's a huge bluegrass fan. And you know when he when we got to sing on the uh, the Elton John uh, Bernie Toppin tribute, I figured I was afraid they would take me and say, "Okay, we want you to sing, please," uh, and but we want to we're going to produce the music in the studio, and I was so so thrilled. He said, "No, we want you to take the song and make it into a bluegrass song and record it with your band and do it exactly like you would do it if you were you know doing it yourself and doing it on your show." So it's what a wonderful song. And then to get to sing it with Dolly, of course, is just the best. Oh, my that gosh. That is an Dolly awesome is. story. You know, there's six degrees of, sep- of uh, Kevin Bacon, and I think in country music there needs to be six degrees of Dolly Parton because I know people <laughs> coming from that, that have performed at Dollywood or that have collaborated with her on, on one thing or another. She's just she's just a, she's just killer. I love her today. She is the best. Never Did you see her. that she's – did you see that she's going to be reading bedtime stories for kids? I think that's. I think it's going to end up being a lot more than kids, but that's that's her gesture oh, yeah. at calming would, families is so amazing. Yeah, and I really, saw yeah, that and ended up uh, publishing an article about that. But yeah, I think you're right. I think they're going to have 
uh, more than just kids, probably going to be reading to a lot of adults and big country music fans. <laughs> All of the adults. <laughs> yeah. Now, to close this out, because I know we only got a couple of minutes left here, uh, I just want to ask, we've been asking everybody, how are you taking this quarantine time, this isolation time? I hate calling it quarantine because there's no federal mandate. But anyway, to be creative. Are you writing? Are you recording in a home studio? What are you doing with your music and your artistry during this time off the road? Well, I had intentions of writing. I had several projects that I had mm-hmm. was hoping to have the time for, uh, sort of not necessarily music, but some of them are, are related to like photo projects and things. So my mother, in fact, sent box after box of old photos so that's one of my many projects that i'm trying to do just catching up on paperwork uh we moved to the lake and you know i hadn't hadn't sat down to just fix it changed my address in so many places and just a lot of things like that and every day i think you know i've already been here what a month and you would think i would be totally caught up but i'm not I, i started i really started cooking and my husband is thrilled about that because uh, he always says, I'm never home to cook for him. And so I just started meal planning and just sleeping. The other day, I slept 11 hours. And then I took a nap, and he's like, oh, my goodness, you are taking this resting up way too seriously. But um, <laughs> I really think it's it's kind of good in a way, and I think it's healthy that I'm resting. and And more than anything, I'm at peace and I'm not worried. You know, I put my faith in God mm. and I know that he always has a perfect plan. And I, I see people on Facebook and they're frantic and they're just, they're scared to death. And it's like, you know what? If you just put your faith in God, he always has the best plan. And you just really have to believe that. Uh, a Sunday school lesson from my church the other day, I did it on a Facebook live and, and she's 91 years old. And her whole theme of this was just keep looking up because if you just look, keep looking up, you just keep the faith. And so I think more than anything, I'm just thrilled. I'm home. I'm with my husband. I know this won't be, you know, this next thing you know, we're going to be on the road. I'm going to be tired. I mean, oh, I wish I had some time at home. So I'm really trying to put myself in a frame of mind and be thankful for this time, be at peace, and just let let God's plan take us through. That's well, Rhonda Vincent. Absolutely. And I think you have a, a song title there for, for a new gospel album, Keep Looking Up. I uh, I love that. Oh, I like it. And, and I love. You call me anytime. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. All right. Thank you, Rhonda. Now, we could have went on for hours with her. Oh, my gosh. I just felt like I made a new best friend. And the list of people she knows and has worked with is just massive. It's it's unbelievable. You know, country gets a rap, oh, country, but you never know who listens to country, especially hardcore stuff like Blue. Oh, yeah, I, I was surprised, but that was super cool, and uh, I love the stories that she told. Uh, just congratulations to her. It's well-deserved that she's the newest Grand Ole Opry member, and hopefully uh, they will be able to move on with her induction ceremony and uh, get that taken care of uh, before too long. 100%. All right, until next time, I'm Matt. And I'm Buddy for the Music Universe podcast. Thanks for listening, and keep checking out the latest news at themusicuniverse.com. Uh-huh.